because I just want as much value as possible. If even if I am just sacrificing the entirety of my game, if I have get more value than you, then I feel like I've won, even though my life total hit zero before yours (laughs) and i get a defeat screen i can go to bed thinking i had more value than that guy Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 25. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. 25. It's a milestone episode, baby. 25. Who who would have thunk that we'd be here? (laughs) Yeah, uh, considering like we skipped a week. So that was... (laughs) 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 So we really took our time to get here. Um, trying to plan this one out. Hey, they don't need to know that, man. They, no, yeah, they don't, we <laughs> work around the clock for you, our lovely listeners. Endless hours, night shift, <laughs> gra- graveyard shift. Graveyard shift, no rest for the wicked. <laughs> so let's get in the housekeeping stuff before we, before we let you guys know what we're doing for this special episode. Um, if you haven't read the title already. But <laughs> as always, you can listen to us everywhere. Follow us on Twitter. It's the best way to keep up to date on episodes. as at podcast. Podcast core, that's C-O-R, and you can send an email to the same name at gmail.com, and then you know, leave a like, follow, and a short review, and tell a friend to crack their glow sticks and leap into an alternative universe with the Casuals of Ruterra podcast. All right, and you know, I am not like, I, you know, I'm so cool and edgy, so I don't know <laughs> this K-pop stuff, so, you know, I'm just talking out of my butt this time but it shouldn't be glow sticks because many of these k-pop groups they have actual um like (sighs) fan organized sticks like and they will call them like uh like some places will it'll either be like fan sticks or spirit sticks yeah and uh are you done uh depending on the group depending (laughs) on the group like they can sell for a lot of money too so We're not doing this. All right. This is not the path of this episode. And as you literally already know, we're doing K-pop. All right. K-pop is the name of the episode. And we're talking about KDA. It was bound to happen. And we're happy for it. We're yeah. here for it. And I hatch totally stand this episode. <laughs> the, stamp of, the stamp of approval. So, yeah, we're going to talk about KDA. Um, I don't know if you guys have been under rock, but the newest event that has happened uh, which has surprised everyone because I didn't think we would have one this soon after the Spirit Blossom event, to be honest. Um, but it's that time of year where KDA drops another track. They do a performance. They have a new video. And it's really good. I, I, <laughs> the last one was really good, too. Yeah. So. But to see them. Yeah. That, that's what I thought was like, oh, this is amazing. And they just took it another step further. And now I'm afraid of what's going to happen next time. Because we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into some like fan reactions, industry reactions. But what is KDA? we got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. So KDA is a pop group depicted with the characters in the game, right? And it's an actual uh, production with a whole team behind it, etc. Uh, it exists lore-wise as a, so it still fits into what we do. It exists lore-wise lore as an alternative universe um, that overlaps on top of Runeterra. So there are a few other universes 
uh, that they have that are alternative that are completely separate. This one, everybody is kind of thinking that it's closer uh, just because of the overlap with Ari mainly. I think the big thing is that this is like the idea of the KDA group and this idea of like the kind of the alternate universe is more of a shout out to the very original lore of yeah. League of Legends because the player, as in you are going in to play the game League of Legends, you are a summoner yep. and you are summoning these characters from Runeterra to a battle royale. Like, well, but this was before Battle Royale. So back in the day, yeah. it was the MOBA. Um, <laughs> like, old man. <laughs> in my day, we had to push lanes. Um, <laughs> so so the, the KDA, KDA is definitely more of like an homage to, you know, a tip of the hat to yep. the summoners. You know, it's like this is, you know, like, hey, yeah, we're famous in this world now. So yeah. we're we got our side project of this pop music. And it's, it, yeah, it's cool. KDA, the name, obviously people are familiar with kill deaths assist. Nice play there. Um, and when Riot talked about their venture into this, we, we all know that it is huge in, in Korea, right? Like league of legends is a big game there. There's a lot of influence there as well. And that's kind of had this crossover over time where you have people who play the game who usually like K-pop and like that scene. Um, and you have this, I'm not going to call it a waifu situation, but I think that's the best oh, way to explain it my. is the way Riot approaches creating characters and getting people attached to characters fits very well with how K-pop groups are designed, right? Like in general, like pop groups, let's just say pop groups. Because it's, it's like the uh, Power Ranger effect, right? right. <laughs> Where you have all your different Power Rangers, you pick the one you like the most, and then you stand them. Uh, but but I digress. So let's talk about which character specifically they picked, right? Right. So the leader is Ari, right? And then we have Evelyn as the rebel, right? And then we have Kaisa, who's probably the newest character as far as the lineup. I, I'm not sure where Seraphine oh, and Kaisa fit. Seraphine is, Seraphine the, is the newest. newest. Seraphine. Okay. If, I don't even know if Seraphine's live in League yet. Oh, really? Like, Seraphine was made for basically to grow into KDA. Okay. And made for the newest KDA release. Like, um, Okay. So, I didn't know it was that fresh. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. then you have Kaisa, Akali, and then, as we mentioned, Seraphine. And the the attributed attributes there is like you have okay ari is the leader we know her from pop star the pop star outfit and that's kind of where it starts from the lore standpoint is they say oh she was a pop star and then she went on and grew and got bigger and bigger to start this group kda and that moves into evelyn coming in where evelyn is represented as a you know one of those and we've seen this before one of those artists who just can't be a part of a group Type the, situation. And in the US, we refer to them as the divas. <laughs> the divas. Uh, has a solo career, uh, very edgy, but really good friends with Ari. So Ari convinces her to come do this KDA thing. Kaisa functions as the choreographer or the lead dancer, um, which is a concept in K pop that you have where that person usually focuses on the dance stuff. When it comes to vocals and everything else, they have their parts, but that's what they bring to the table. Um, and then you have a Kali, which is represented as someone who's like a rap pop prodigy who's pulled into the pop world uh, to be a part of this group to round out the initial. And that's what we get to begin with. That's our first 
introduction to KDA in 2018. Right. And uh, for anyone that like is either new to K-pop or may have followed it, like the this really falls into line of like the Korean formula of creating a pop group. Um, and this it's not like some, you know, conjecture or anything a lot of the big production studios openly talk about following this formula when forming a group so you would have like your lead vocalist your uh what they call the visual line which are characters or the, which are uh artists that are there mainly just for physical appearance yep. um, which is very important in korean social standing um and then you also have the choreography line so they're mainly there just for dancing like they're going to be the lead dancers always be at the front of the hardest yep. sequences and then you have the rap line um which is just kind of more like for modern taste of music yeah. like hip-hop hip-hop has grown yeah, and and even in K-pop, you get a lot of uh, crossovers there, right? Like I think Blackpink's a good example where Lisa, the rapper, is also the dancer. Like she's the one who helps, like the other members, member choreography, and they talk a lot about it in their behind the scenes stuff. So that's cool. Um, and I think I think what's happening as well, and we're not, I won't go too far, is that as K-pop groups get smaller, right? We're getting getting away from the twelve person, eleven person groups. You're starting to get the multiple roles and getting more versatile pieces. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, oh no, you're Sensei. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Um, I've just been here for a long time, so it's just like this moment where it's like a pain yeah. in my heart. Just remembering S and S D back when they were nine members, and yeah. then it's like, no, it's okay. Twice is holding the nine member number just fine. I'm okay. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> so you mentioned Seraphine, and she's a cool concept as being introduced to this. So actually, let's let's bounce around. Let's go. Let's talk about that debut. So Popstar came out. Um, it was debuted with Worlds. There was a performance, and the video was released the same day, right? And that was a big. I want to say a big leap for a lot of people because it was like, okay, you know, they're doing this pop thing. You know, they have the skins in game. That's cool. But the video was actually really well created. Like the uh, vocals are solid. It's not like they're a parody group of K-pop. They are a legitimate group of well done, like, um, um, you know, good singers, good rapping and everything. Like they put the work in so it doesn't come off as disrespectful. And it's it it worked. Yeah. And and it's like a, a thing that does get lost as far as at this time is that the the very first one was for 2018 worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, so this was also like one of the biggest, uh, one at that point, I think it was like record setting for a, the, a riot worlds event because that was uh, in general. Yeah. That was held in Korea and specifically at 2018, they, the, obviously KDA has built up the popularity because the artists that they hired on to do this are very talented. Yep. But in 2018, these artists were technically nobodies. Yep. Um, like even the Korean, uh, the Korean idols that they hired on, which are two members from the group G Idol, mm -hmm. G Idol debuted in 2018. Like they this that was the rookie year, and they got hired on to the largest esports event or the record-setting <laughs> esports event at that time. Like is so they Riot like clearly was able to kind of have their ear to the floor as far as hearing out 
new fresh talent to bring on to this project which i think is another thing that kind of blew people away because the very first video is super well done Mm -hmm. the live performance at worlds was awesome and when you're looking at it it's like who are these people yeah like i like you're watching it you have no idea who any of the humans behind it are and it just kind of brings those characters to life even more it breathes a nice bit of realism into kda yeah so i'm happy you mentioned that because you know the so that's the real singer counterpart is you mentioned the two members from g idol and i hope i don't butcher their names is it Mion and soyon uh, as, as a fellow American, I, yeah. I've got no idea. I do <laughs> um, go I'm pretty sure, though, it is uh, Yun instead okay, of Yun. like okay. Yan. Uh, it's a, I think it's Mi Yun and mm-hmm. So Yun. Okay. That um, sounds good. I will, that sounded good to me. And I will take the brunt. Like, please, if we have any <laughs> listeners that are fluent in Korean, feel free to butcher me. I would, because I, I do enjoy trying to learn other languages. So. Yes. Like, uh, it, grill me. Yeah. And they do uh, Ari and Akali, respectively. So the rapping portion, the main vocals. And then the other two who are American artists, um, who also are both very young and very up and coming, is Evelyn, done uh, done by Madison Beer. And then uh, Kaisa's done by, I think it's Jaira Burns. Uh, yeah, That's how I you pronounce Jaira. that? I think Jaira. Um, and you couldn't tell that they weren't. I mean, they have the voices for it. They have the charisma for it as far because they do participate in the choreography. Like when they do the mocapping and everything, they have like a dance studio that helps them. But they also do the choreography when they're doing these animations and then you get the final product. So, you know, like you said, that an eye for talent and being involved that early in a process shows that Riot's really trying to become part of like have a musical um, influence in that space, which is a, a huge undertaking. We know they have the money for it. Um, and why not? Right. Like if, if it, if it brings fun and it opens up doors for these artists, why not give them that? Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's like specifically looking at the American artists. Um, so I think it's also the perfect kind of stepping point when we go on to 2020, because even at that, like in 2018, like these are the first time that I'm hearing of, um, of like Madison and Jaira. Yeah, and then the next time that we bring up KDA is for a launch of a League of Legends, a new League of Legends character in Seraphine, yep. and it's an up and coming star through social media. Yep. Outside of social media, I I don't know any of these artists really. At, if, yeah. Specifically, looking back at 2018, it's like now it's like oh yeah, I know them from KDA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like they it, they really it shows a lot of love as far as putting like actually being invested into the production that you're making. Yeah. And it is refreshing to see that there are like that the people working at riot, you know, the internet loves to joke about how riot has come to be. Yeah. I am not innocent of that crime either, (laughs) but uh, you know, like it's nice to see that even all joking aside, the people that are working there still love the product that they're working on. Yeah. And that's so, yeah, we introduced Seraphine um, recently as the new member, and she's uh, voiced by Lexi Liu. So I think, I think I, that's how you pronounce that. She's actually a Chinese singer, which obviously we know, right, has a presence in China as well. Right. So they're bridging the gap as far as all these different cultures. 
and then, you know, inf- involving them all in the production of this thing. And it, it, that's actually like a very, I mean, yeah, it's a corporation, whatever, but that's a very true to heart thing to be able to approach it that way. Cause they did mention they tried um, the, so the music producers that are on the team actually participate in the music created for the game. Uh, they said, you know, it was a huge undertaking, um, but they wanted to make sure they got it right. This was the most they've ever done in the musical space. Uh, and then also they wanted, uh, they tried an option where it was like, okay, full Korean or full Western, right? Without the mix of all of them. And the fact they end up landing on the mix of all of them creates the product that you see now. And you're actually seeing it in a lot of K-pop now, right? Where you're having more English inserted um, on the rapping side. You have this creative thing where like even Korean trap rap is something that is unique because you have you get to work with the Korean language and English and you get these cool ways of pre- presenting bars and working around beats and it, it, it it's it's like the next level right and it feels good to listen to like I've, I've had people listen to Korean trap rap before never listened to it before or don't even really listen to rap and there's like it sounds cool and I understand some of it <laughs> and and it's also like even looking outside of KDA like uh, k-pop in general is it, obviously has had a ton of growth like a a lot of people now even being outside of it have heard of groups like blackpink and bts um and even if they didn't have like that global recognition like bts uh, did a song that is all in english to a disco beat because disco sells well in japan like (laughs) it's like yeah like they like it's music is becoming more of a global thing and that's that's a different podcast but, yeah that's a, that's a, that's our um, other podcast we'll pitch like, that at the end i mean kda <laughs> kda is the perfect example of showing like how it is growing um as or like how it's connecting more people i think would be a better way to put it and we do see that in the success that kda was able to see back in 2018 and again in 2020 yeah um because it was uh, the debut song was number one on Billboard digital sales charts yep. and Apple Music K-pop category. Like, <laughs> for a video huge. game company, that doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> so that that takes us to the um, the response. The response was all positive. I think you had, like you said, like you mentioned, you had the you know the cynical trolls be like oh of course league is doing k-pop like it's some kind of side thing but then they watch the video they listen to music they see the way it's presented and they're like oh no they're doing it they're not this is not a game and the performance was a big aspect of that because they integrated um like essentially augmented reality effects with the actual performance so you had the singers come out you had the uh, models of the characters appear on stage doing these things that you couldn't have the human counterparts do, right? Wow, the, like, so they're both performing, but you're getting this kind of, it's almost like a fireworks show uh, type of approach to things. It reminds me of when you have, uh, right now what's popular is you have uh, drone shows, like drone light shows, yeah, where you have like multiple drones, and then you also have fireworks. So it's like the best of both worlds. You have this new technology type thing and you have that old world, you know, shoot in the sky and watch it blow up and then yell. Right. And that's that's my that's the thing I think is the best analogy for what's happening with this, because that was the first performance. And then for their second one, which they did this year um, for Worlds, unfortunately, COVID got in the way. 
So they were limited on how they could present things, but they took it a step further and tried to refine it more where the models looked a lot better. They're a lot more fluid. Um, the dance choreography lined up a lot better. Uh, and then the set pieces they're taking, because that, remember that's a big part of Korean or for Korean pop is that the set pieces are a big deal. And that, that comes to live performances as well. So they're like, they're making sure they cover their bases and not skimping um, where's, where's important. And the fans have responded. I mean, they're hitting numbers like a normal K-pop group. <laughs> they, they are one of the best. It has to be good. Like if you're getting mad recognition, like it's it's not going to just be baseless. Yeah. Um, and I will say that as far as like with the uh, like there's always like the either like trolls or the cynical response. Mm-hmm. And we we get to see that, too, as far as in Rune Terra, because I like I got to see a few posts on Reddit where people were complaining about how KDA was getting added into the game when it yeah. has nothing to do with the lore, which, again, this is kind of more of a nod in the of the hat to the old school style. Like, you know, you are the summoner like this yeah. is bringing the Lord into our world. Yeah. So it's supposed to be fun because games are fun yeah um and like so we we get to see that too but then it's like you know think try to think of it of the bigger picture like even if you don't like all the content this is gonna open doors for more cool stuff yeah and riot is showing that like they're not skimping on the amount of effort that they're putting into these side projects yeah like you can't skimp on the effort and hit top of the billboard <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah. Ask anyone that's interested in music production, and they yeah. they'll tell you there's work in it. <laughs> yeah, and and you know you talk about it growing and getting bigger, and I want to put a nod to you know this is a concept that's not anything new. So even the people who are trolling and are on the negative side of things, they should probably understand that you do have things like the gorillas, right? You do have Death Clock. These are two great examples of groups that have been around forever. Um, shoot, since we were young. And that are that same concept of having a character that's drawn or like gorillas is essentially one guy, <laughs> but it's a group that's represented. There's a storyline. They all have a, like a, a lore to them. And he has won a lot, a lot of awards for his performances. And he's topped the charts a good amount of times. And it goes down as one of the groups that's like pivotal in music and, uh, in that genre. Yeah. And death clock obviously got popular off of the show metalocalypse. Yep. And then the show had to slow down <laughs> yeah. because the band couldn't, couldn't stop touring. It's like people yep. are still showing up. Uh, the, it, uh, fun fact, death clock, uh, the, one of the highest selling metal artists of all time, like, of all time. And then also the highest selling death metal artist of all time, only beating their record each album they released. So the first one, the second one beat the first one, the third one beat the second one, and all three of those are way above the next one in line. Yeah. yeah. So, summon the Kraken for the boys. Summon the um, Kraken for the boys. And, and this is like, and that also kind of goes back to like um, anyone that's kind of like, if you don't like the K pop and you're mm-hmm. trying, and you know, you're not too happy about like KDA being added into the game. Again, think of what doors it opens because one of my favorite things that Riot has ever done is Pentakill. Yep. And obviously, you know, like the characters like Kaisa and Evelyn mm. um, and Seraphine, like they're not actually in the game of Runeterra. And none of the Pentakill characters are in there. But yeah. we have a KDA event. This could also mean. 
a pentakill event, which that would be awesome. And then yep. you'd get to see like some metal stuff when you log into your rune Terra. And more importantly, I'd get more pentakill music. <laughs> and I, I, I'm down with that too. So yeah. it, it's like the whole event is just fun, but yeah. Have fun. Have fun with it. Have fun with it. What are we going to have fun with, though? Oh, these cards? Oh, you already know I'm having fun with these <laughs> no, cards. Oh, man. Boy. <laughs> so coinciding with KDA is the event we talked about. Um, and we thought, OK, well, it's going to be awards. And the awards are really cool. I mean, obviously, the, uh, you know, the minions you can have on your on your board, the music aspect of the board that they have where you can swap tracks while you're playing um the emotes are obviously awesome but then they gave us cards this time like just six cards and we're gonna go through those uh because they did shake things up a bit <laughs> and they're gonna be there for as as much as we know the foreseeable future yeah and and obviously like it was um like people had like questions of whether or not they'd be viable. Some are and some yeah. aren't, which is awesome. The fact that like these free cards that are given in an event, like yep. some of them, like they can, they can be competitive. Yeah. So, so we start with the 12 cost of slow spell feel the rush, which is summon two different random champions from your hand and deck, raise their stats up to 10, 10. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Right. I mean, it costs 12. So it's like, <laughs> I guess the earliest you can cast it is on nine. I don't, I, uh, so, so this, so feel the rush was actually like, like the second card that I actually got to see. Cause I think it was, um, I think swim was playing this, but playing yeah. this in a trundle Lux in Freljord. And yeah. so then, like, this with Lux is kind of beast mode. But, like, another thing that is awesome about this card, and this is, like, the most underappreciated thing that I didn't even think about until I saw it in a Mega Mogwai video. <laughs> so, Feel yeah, the Rush gives mad value to a previous card from Shadow Isles, which is Passage Unearned, which is a three-mana fast spell and obliterate all units that were summoned and not played this turn mm -hmm. and holy crap the fact that like we have a new card that is now like bringing a garbage quote-unquote card <laughs> into the limelight just because it counters the crap out of it so hard is ridiculous to me yeah <laughs> like it this is the kind of stuff that I find fun of just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's I mean, but, it's all about fun and without obviously ruining everything else, which, you know, we give credit to the um, Runeterra designers because they've done well so far. So uh, besides the three mana burst spells, we won't go there. Um, well, <laughs> so the, next, the next spell is out of the way, which is a five cost slow spell for the rest of the game. Allied buffs, except barrier. Good choice are permanent. Draw one. You said good choice. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Break my game! Nothing would die, Hedge, if you let it work like that. Wait, hey, we had a meta that was all... That was nothing but pirates and Lee Sin. All right? So just go ahead and give us, like, a week to just hate ourselves with permanent barriers. Everyone playing Shin Fiora for a week straight. I know, they right? nerf it. <laughs> Talk about sucking all the fun out of the room. <laughs> so the next one is um is a five cost fast spell 
uh, Go Get It, which is the only fast spell of the bunch, which is significant. Uh, it's recall an ally to summon an exact ephemeral copy in its place. Reduces cost to zero this round. Um, and like uh, we, I didn't, we didn't do it with the first one. So the first feel the rush was Ari. Oh yes, Ari. last one um, was Kaisa, and this yes. one is Akali. Correct. Um, which, like, it, it is kind of important because they, if if you haven't gotten a chance to play these cards yet, when you, they pop off, they actually do have like a KDA animation, yeah. which is super cool. Um, Go get it is the one I've been playing around with the most yeah. uh, because I just want as much value as possible. If Even if I am just sacrificing the entirety of my game, if I have, get more value than you, then I feel like I've won, even though my life total hit zero before yours (laughs) and i get a defeat screen i can go to bed thinking i had more value than that guy (laughs) and there is nothing more valuable than making a copy of certain units and then getting that card back in your hand that costs zero mana like where's the downside there's plenty and my only one win with this card shows that there's plenty of downsides. But you know I'm playing this one a ton. Dude, that's, that's hilarious. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right. Like, as long as I can feel good about my value, you can beat me up and leave me for dead in an alley. But I, I'm the true winner. <laughs> so the next spell we have here is an eight-cost low spell called Give It All. Uh, raise all allies' power and health to the highest power and health, or health, sorry, among allies. Grant all allies allied keywords. Did you think they were trying to see how many times they could put ally on that card? I, like, I, do you think that this was like the, you know, trying to encourage the. Was this a trap for us to be like, okay, let's see if we could challenge podcasters to look at each other and say, now say that three times fast. <laughs> ally, 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 ally. <laughs> um, um, yeah, this one, not, I mean, it's, I think the one thing that, you know, cost is still factors in here. It's a powerful ability, but at this point in the game, you, you know, cause you have to maintain a board in order in you in order to make this valuable it's not only do you have to have the thing that you're pumping everything up to but you have to have the things you're pumping up right so it, it never gets too out of hand if you're playing the game properly if you're not interacting with your opponent at all well you're gonna get smacked uh and that's that's your fault so <laughs> but yeah i think i think this one sounds very powerful on top but and, it's not, it's not really I, and, and again this is another issue as far as with the with the ones like these being slow spells mm-hmm. um and this one is by far the one that's hurt the most for being a slow yeah. spell. Feel the rush might be uh, hurt a little bit more, but yeah. like if say like you get yourself a nice looking board and you have an elusive unit on there, so then you buff up all these guys and you make them all elusives. Yeah, and it's like man, I did it, and you pass priority into a ruination. <laughs> Like it's, and this There's is nothing a, more K-pop than that, baby. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so like with this one, like, does that mean you have to play it in Ionia and have deny, and yeah. just telegraph your deny like a mad lad? Um, <laughs> and so it's it, this one is definitely a lot of fun. Um, if like the most fun I've had with this one though is not my credit. Um, Swim has a great uh, clip from his stream. 
with playing this card and discard aggro and yeah. he is just going off for like three minutes of like i won solely because of this card it's just this one if this was if this was a crazed chemist like we would have lost <laughs> like if i built my deck like a real person we would have lost this game <laughs> so, and, and, then, yeah. and i'll let him have all the fun for me <laughs> that's funny that's and this one's associated with uh seraphine seraphine yeah. uh and the last card we have is actually has two parts to it which is evelyn's card which is go hard it's a slow spell that costs one uh, drain one from a unit and shuffle two copies of me into your deck. Once you've cast me three times, transfer all copies of me everywhere into pack your bags. And then pack your bags is a one cost slow spell. That's deal five to all enemies and the enemy nexus transform all copies of me everywhere back to go hard. So this one is like more of a fun spell type thing to do a lot of deck manipulation, um, cloning, etc been playing around with that factor which fits evelyn very well um but we won't talk about that because her card's not out yet <laughs> and but yeah so this one is that last effect like once you transform it sounds very powerful because it is very powerful but to get there you have to jump through so many hoops and your deck really has to be centered around it so it's not really yeah. that dangerous it, it, it is definitely a build around card and it is but it is significantly more forgiving than all the other kda spells because yes it is a slow spell but it's only one mana yep any interaction that happens to this card you still get the shuffle effect so you're not even necessarily like negatively trading if the card gets answered um like you still kind technically come up ahead as far as just like deck count like you're not you never fall too far behind with it and at the end of the day it's a one mana investment so this is this is a card that you can use in a control deck where it is natural for you to try to spend as little mana as possible to pass priority and be reactive it's so much easier to be reactive after losing one mana in comparison to being reactive after spending say five yeah like yep. it's this card is by far the most flexible and the most competitive yeah and it's like with those reasons that's why i'm not playing it like it's yeah it's, this one's like technically okay i'm not here for okay i'm <laughs> i'm here for go get it value go get it value <laughs> hatch is gonna go get it <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's all the cards they introduced. And, you know, like we said, they have all the cosmetic stuff. The event's still going on. So if you're not playing it yet, you know, get in there and play. I think it's going on until the 24th. I could be wrong. 24th or 28th. I can't remember. Um, so get essentially around the Thanksgiving holiday if you're in, on the Western side of things. But, uh, yeah, so this obviously brings us to the part of the episode where I ask Hetch his question oh. slash challenge. But today it's just a question. Uh, and it's an obvious one. Which one's your favorite? Oh, <laughs> no. Please tell me you knew this was coming. Like It, it I, writes itself. It, it's less about I knew it was coming and more that I yeah. just didn't want to choose. And I'm going to write the answer one. down because I know the answer. So I'm going to write it down. Oh, and then I'm gonna oh let you, you say know it. the answer. And then yeah. bold. Bold as brass. All um, right. Go ahead. Or I guess I have to go first since I'm yeah, I'm the host kind of thing. I get it. I yeah, get it. yeah, yeah. All right. To give you some time. Yeah, so pay, pay your respects. <laughs> mine's not original in any sense, which is it's upsetting because I like them all. I think like like I, we've we've talked we've dedicated a whole episode to this. Like as as K-pop fans, as you know, fans of Riot, as fans of Legends of Runeterra, uh, 
Here it is, right? Here's a love letter. Anyways, Akali. I know it's not the outfit, though. It's not the outfit, which was very popular for obvious reasons. Um, but it's the I like that singer as part or that rapper as uh, NG Idol, like her style, her presentation, um, even in the videos. It, it, so it, it's a direct link to the counterpart, even though she's not my favorite NG Idol, <laughs> which is kind of confusing. Listen. All right. It's a collie. I like the way the characters presented. I like the backstory. I love hip hop. Um, so that's what it is. A collie's my choice. Uh, okay. So if like for me, my brain goes more as far as like trying to think more along the lines of like what champion I liked more yeah. from back in the day when I played. So I would probably have to say Ari. Oh, um, so. I got it wrong. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, no. Hetch can be a little different every now and then. <laughs> you did this on purpose. <laughs> Wait, Wait, who, are you, who are you thinking? Evelyn, come on. Really? No, because yeah. like, for me, it's a toss-up between like Akali and Ari. Okay. I, like, I didn't like Evelyn as a champion. I don't yeah. like Evelyn's character in KDA because it's just okay. like it's like I, I don't I don't appreciate drama for the sake of drama. <laughs> That's a, that is that is some American pop stuff right there. Yeah. Right, leave yeah. that to the U.S. pop stars. You know, like Korean pop stars. <laughs> they they do their piece, and then you can see them on camera. You know, bowing to everyone behind yeah. the camera, going, "Thank you so much for your hard work." All right, like if if the world was a little bit more like that, you know, maybe we'd be a little better off who knows oh man i should give you more credit <laughs> uh, but no i'm uh, like it, for me it was obviously going to be ari if you think yeah. about it because even before kda came out all ari's default dance and her default skin yeah. Yeah. is from snsd otherwise known as girls generation mm -hmm. she does the genie dance yep. and then if um and then if you bought like the pop star skin which uh uh I, I totally don't own that on my old account. Um, <laughs> like the, then the dance changed to um, oh crap, uh, run. Yeah, the it was the dance in the or no the first dance was run and then genie was for the pop star one. Yep. So uh, run devil run. So, yeah. So uh, I of mean, of course I'm gonna go with the for my girls' generation. GG baby. There you go. Uh, the history matters. Know know your history. All right. Know, <laughs> know, know where you know where you came from. All right. You um, too can also have a hobby in making a podcast <laughs> if you know your history. We have, one, we have one extra thing here is a little. I guess a little general topic. Um, even though we're going a bit long here, but let us indulge. <laughs> so what could KDA in lore mean later? Uh, again, I. I kind of touched on it before. Like, I think specifically for Room Terra, it's going to be, um, you know, opening the door for Pentakill. Like, yeah. I, I think, like, bringing in Pentakill is going to hit a different audience than you would hit with your K pop audience. Um, they've already put out two albums through Pentakill, which yep. both of the albums are sick. Like, if you if you haven't listened to it before and you like yourself like a good bit of like your power metal you know think like along the lines closer to like dragon force or dream theater it's uh they're really really good listens yeah um but i also think that there's um a lot of old fan art stuff that caught popularity back in the day mm -hmm. that this opens the door for um or even 
some of the things that used to be in the old lore of Terra to bring back. Like, I think this is a great way to open the door for champions like Gragas, because Gragas, with back in his old lore, his popularity in fighting in the arena of the League of Legends mm-hmm. brought him over from the world of Terra to live in our world making beer, and thus he created Graggy Ice. Craggy Ice then inspired the um, skin for Olaf, where he yep. is Broloff. Yep. And he's fighting with the there. old boxes of Craggy Ice. Like, I, like you know, there's a lot of like the fun, like quote unquote, dumb things that yeah, I think that, that this that, opens that, the door for. It. That's a great point, and I want to also give a shout out to uh, True Damage is also possible as well because Akali's I, character yeah. is a remember because she was a pop or a, a rapper at first who blew up and then was pulled into the group. Well, she had another collective, a hip hop collective, a hip hop coll- collective she was with, which was True Damage, um, which is another set of characters um, that could be represented on that front, right? So there's a lot they can do there. And on the merchandise side is something that Riot's not really big into. I mean, you would think for a company of their size, their merchandise would be a huge focus, but it's kind of light. It's on the light end as far as what's available. So this, you know, consumption and this blow up of because K-pop has blown up this year, like this year and last year have been massive. So that being said, to have KDA also release something this year and have it be a big focus because, you know, everybody's at home, the whole concept of something being virtual, like it. there's a lot of layers here that stack on top of each other to make this a great push into that space um, for more people. Uh, to grow grow that audience. So because you have a lot of people now who never would have listened to K-pop that are listening to them regularly and going back to learn the history, right? And going back to learn what they missed. And it's kind of it's kind of amplifying their experience compared to people who haven't been in it for a while. Yeah. And I did not even think about true damage. Yo, anyone <laughs> from Riot listening to this, get take that take the KDA production level, yeah. throw it at true damage. Have that in my email in like three months. <laughs> have it on my desk. Have on it Monday. on my desk in three months, or else. <laughs> and oh, like man. that, that would be sick. That would yeah. be a hell. That would be a hell of a release. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess to wrap this up, if you haven't, the uh, EP is out. Go listen to it. It's pretty good. Uh, it's it's a collective of songs. Most of them you've heard uh, the, the classic style of how they release stuff, um, and it's good. So check and, it out. Uh, released yesterday is a live action dance performance of the newest song from oh, KDA yeah. because yep. they hit over a million. I think it was like either a million or ten million likes. So yeah. it, this one is a live action uh, dance that actually includes all of the members of yeah. uh, the human counterpart members of KDA. Yeah. I, it's out on YouTube now, too. I think, you know, before we wrap this up, I, I the I watched the video of G Idol's vlog. Right. So they like the members do a vlog and they kind of pair up and they do fun stuff. And one of them was of the uh, two singers who were in the group, the singer and the rapper. Uh, in KDA going to see the video first, right? They got the preview with, you know, Madison and uh, Jaira on like a, a Zoom call. And they gave them, you know, their fan sticks and everything, got them set in front of a screen and they're getting hype like they're about to see like a normal performance. And then they just 
starstruck. Like, it, like you watch them just stop and they're just staring at the screen the whole time to the point where the way they edited the video, it's almost like they were trying to find a moment where they were doing something because they were just sitting there wide eyed the whole time. And then uh, I think it's Mion said, she was like, I don't, she's like, I almost cried because it was so stunning everything. And cause it's, it's imagine that, imagine being in that world. Imagine the effort you put into, into those videos, into those songs to make them an experience, into your shows, and then seeing a hyper-realized version of that, yeah, that you were involved in. So it's almost like the next step, or not even the next step, an alternative route, right? Like you can have both. And, and that's how you know that all the parties involved really are putting their best foot forward with it. Yeah. It's like that kind of natural reaction because you're not, you're not gonna be, you're not gonna be like that. St that stunned over it if you just went and half-assed it. Like yeah. it, that. That's true Stick passion fingers. put in. Yeah. <laughs> Drawing the notepad. <laughs> yeah. So. Flip book. There's a flip book in front of a camera. Yes. 4K camera. And you know, shout out to like uh, to Jaira. If we butchered your name, feel free oh, yes. to you know what give us that? a follow. You know, yell at me. Tell me, tell me how I should be saying your name instead. Like, yes, please do. There are a lot of there are a lot of different names we probably butchered this episode. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so that, with that, you know, thanks for joining us for this episode. Thanks for listening because this is a little bit longer one, but we we were having fun and kind of indulging, kind of chilling, yeah. uh, and we're happy to make it to twenty five episodes. Uh, that's that's a thing. <laughs> we, we're, and, we're doing it and please follow our example boot up your own Terra. grab yeah. a grab yourself a go get three copies of go get it <laughs> and go whoa, have whoa. fun go have no, some... don't push your agenda here <laughs> just but you know yeah go have fun go play on casual for a little bit just see what you could what dumb stuff you can pull off send me your lists i want to know how i can be better while also being dumb <laughs> That's too true. So thanks for listening, you guys, and uh, we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take care, everybody.